Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm in a chipper mood, it looks like. And first off, I've got a voicemail from J.E. Shields. He actually, it was a little too long, so he did it in two parts, and I'm going to play both of them right now. Go ahead, Jay. Hey, Glenn. J.E. Shields from A Grazing Mace. I listened to your podcast about using a dark city, but maybe in a different uh, uh, different genre. And uh, I got my juices flowing, and the way I would do it actually is to uh, kind of play the flaky GM. Um, make 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 uh, have everybody make characters and uh, play that for a few weeks. Start introducing a little bit of the storyline, maybe, and then um, the next week, tell all the players, "Hey, um, I, I want to try something else. Uh, we'll come back to these characters, I promise." Um, but for the next several weeks, I got I got something else I want to play, and um, and then play that for a few weeks. But there should be something off in the story, and and they don't recognize what's going on. And then the third time, just uh, surprise him with it, uh, saying, ah, I really wasn't feeling it. Now, here are some pre-gens. Uh, let's roll with this. And then let the, and then that third time, let them start really figuring it out and, and then get them, get them back to their original characters as they, as they figure it out. Or maybe that's part of what the third one is. The, the third one is the realization, hey, this is what's going on. And then their goal is to get back to those original characters. Um, I, I love the idea of using uh, movies and, and, and things from that uh, in, in your games. Um, it makes it really easy to kind of roll with it. Uh, if you just have a general idea of uh, what storyline you're using. But, all right, uh, keep it up. Thanks for the podcast. Bye. Okay, thank you, Mr. Shields. Yes, that's another way of doing it. And the, I, I do like the idea of the flaky GM. And you remind me that all through this, you got to start dropping hints about what's going on and just little, little things that are a little off. Because you're dealing with almost three separate sets. Of, you are dealing with three separate sets of characters here that are one set in your mind. So you got to keep that in mind, but you got to let them know that something's not going too well. Also, I would suggest that you keep it all in one system. It's handier if you have something like Savage Worlds or Hero or GURPS or something like that, where you can do several different genres in one system. But make sure like the stats are all the same. I mean, if you want to do it in, say, D&D and then in some other system like... A hero like here a fantasy hero you know you're gonna have your work cut out for you but it's just easier to keep it all in one system but the what you say is very very good thank you for telling me that and thank you for sending the, the voicemail in okay well okay what I want to talk about today is when is it too hard when is it too hard for the players now I know gee I'm the kind of I'll use my own example here like I usually do on my Monday game. I, I'm i the kind of GM where I help them along a little, but not too much. Or at least I try not to too much. My problem is I want to spill the whole story. <laughs> Once they get there, it's like, okay, this is happening. And I always, I always 
try and try and leave a little on the table. What I mean is if they go into a dungeon or a room or something and there's stuff that stuff that they need to find, okay, fine, that's one thing. But there's some additional stuff that happens and they don't trigger it or they don't find it or they don't figure it out. I just leave it. I just next time. I'll I'll just use that next time when somebody else runs or something like that. If it's a module, if it's something I wrote or whatever. Because that's what that's the whole thing to do. I'm you're not don't try and you know I always say I don't like railroads. Don't try and force characters into a predetermined plot, but also don't try and force characters into predetermined things like traps or tricks or something like that. So that's not something I would do. At the same time, don't make it too hard on your players. If you want to drop a little hint or a little hint there, here and there, that's fine. You know, you don't hand it to them, but at the same time, don't make it so, so hard that they can't figure it out. This is why I don't do things like riddles in my game. Because I cannot come up with, I'm you know, there are books of riddles and things that you could draw from, but... As far as that goes, I don't have any of that, and I can probably look up online, but I don't want to come up with a riddle that's so hard that they can't figure it out and they're stuck. Never have... That's why the the three-clue rule that the Alexandrian came up with, I follow, because never put something in your game that will stop the game dead. Because it's a fine line you're playing here. One hand, well, on one hand, you want them to earn it, because that's what they want to do. They want to earn those experience points. They they want to earn the, the right to say, hey, I did this. But at the same time, you can't make it so esoteric that they can't figure it out. Likewise, don't have any traps or too many traps or anything like that where they need a certain thing, like in a video game, they need a certain thing to get beyond this room. That you don't do that. No. Uh-uh. I know some game masters, especially in the earlier days when I was playing, I know some game masters that they put a puzzle in there and you have to get, do it to get beyond it. And if you can't figure out the puzzle, you're screwed. That's it. I've had game masters end campaigns over stuff like this. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair to the players. And ultimately, it's not fair to the game master too, because then he has to, he has to, you know, come up with something else. I've even had game masters who they put a puzzle there that nobody can get, and they berate the players for not being able to figure it out. They'll do stuff like, "Oh, come on, guys, this is easy," stuff like that. You don't do that. You give some, you give players a reasonable challenge, a good fight, as I always say. You give them a reasonable challenge. And it's not hard to come up with a reasonable challenge. So certain things I just don't do in the dungeon because it's, it's a game stopper. There's game stoppers. I really hate game stoppers. And it... If I if the players need something to get beyond something else, I find some way to get them to it, get them, get it to them, without just saying, "Oh, look, there's a key on the floor. Why don't you grab it?" And nothing happens. Okay, you've got the key to get into the next 
level of the dungeon. No, I mean, that, that's kind of stupid, but I'm going to make sure they get it somehow. It's like inform- it's the same thing as information. Information in a dungeon. Information of the plot. If the players need to understand the plot to a certain extent, I will bend over backwards to get it to them through NPCs or things or letters or notes or things like that. And I I don't feel that I'm being soft on them or anything because, this, okay, they have the plot information. It all depends on what they do with it. Some players will just will just jump in and just keep going with the plot. They know what they have to do. Go. Other players will go, eh, so what? And they'll throw it away. So, like I said, giving them information is not a bad thing. It's what they do with it that matters. I never push them one way or another. I, I never. I may. I may offer my opinion once in a while, which I think you ought to do if they're totally out to sea on things. And even then, I'm going to make them roll for it. I'm not going to hand it to them. But I. I. It's. It's all got to come out of the player. The situations come out of the game master. The decision. The action. The thought comes from the game master. The action comes from the players. Now, I'm not saying they're not thinking. I mean, they have thinking characters, and they're thinking too. But they're the ones who have to take a... It's a call to action. They have to see if they'll take it or not. It's all part It's all part of free choice. and Agency, player agency. It's all about that. And that's that's the whole gist of it right there. So never make... To me, you should never make things too too hard. The play never make anything too incomprehensible that they can't figure out what's going on. Also, I don't like the fact that if you give them a clue, and I'm I'm saying I'm 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 assuming I'm de- dealing with players who are are intelligent enough, not to knock anybody who isn't, but that are smart enough and diligent enough to take notes or something like that, or have a good memory. Because, for God's sake, there's there's at least two or three of you around the table. You could do that. And I'm assuming that they they took notes and everything like that. Where something that happened two sessions ago is pertinent to this now and knows how to use it. The information or the item or whatever it is. But I'm not going to berate them on it if they don't figure it out. I may, may drop a broad hint or make them make a roll. But I'm not going to sit there and, and it's like, didn't you remember the, the so-and-so's fourth cousin twice removed that you bumped into three sessions ago that said something? And I'm not going to tell you what it is because you should have wrote it down. Well, you know, on the other hand, players should be diligent enough to to do stuff like that, write it down and stuff. But at the same time, I'm not going to. I'm not going to berate them over it. I'm not going to, oh, well, that's going to stop the game. No, it's not going to stop the game. I just have to work around that. So, anyway, tirade over. I'm going to go start my day. If you like this, you want to talk about this or anything else, drop me a line over at oldmangrognardgmail.com or just give me a voicemail at Anchor. And we are monetized, of course. So, 
if you like this program, not as little as ninety-nine cents a month can help you support this. Me support this. Pro- you support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you, Jonathan and Oliver, again for supporting me. I appreciate that. And if you guys want to join them, remember I'm monetized. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Questions, comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.